Friends, we are continuing our sermon series on Hebrew words that every Christian should know. And today our word is Azer, E-Z-E-R. It means to help, to rescue. Listen now to the 33rd Psalm, verses 13 through 22. The Lord looks down from heaven and he sees all humankind. From where God sits enthroned, he watches all the inhabitants of the earth. He who fashions the hearts of them all and observes all their deeds. Now a king is not saved by his great army. A warrior is not delivered by his great strength. The war horse is a vain hope for victory, and by its great might, it cannot save. Truly, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his steadfast love to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. Our heart is glad in him, because we trust in his holy name. Let your steadfast love, O Lord, be upon us, even as we hope in you. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, we gathered here this morning to worship you and also to hear a word only from you. It is our prayer that any words that are spoken that are not of you, they might fall away. And that what we share in our hearts and our minds would be only of you. Speak, Lord, for your people are listening. Amen. Early in the Old Testament book of 1 Samuel, you have a young Samuel. He is a young man. I don't know if you remember the story of Samuel, but as a child, he was placed in the temple to learn how to be a priest of the Lord. And what he discovers is that the priests of the Lord at that time are corrupt, and Samuel calls them out. And he becomes the priest over all of Israel. And so when he is a young man, there is a time where he says to the people of Israel, you need to return to God. And all of the people were afraid because there was this coming battle with the Philistines. And so when Samuel tells them, you need to return, you need to place your trust in God, they do and they are delivered from the Philistines. And so Samuel builds an Ebenezer, which is this tower of rocks. And Eben means stone, Ezer or Azer, which is our word today, means to help. Samuel said, I build this tower of rocks because this is the place geographically and in time when the Lord helped us. Azer, that we receive help from the Lord. Now, in the Torah, this word is used about 20 times. And it is always used when it talks about being helped in a divine way. 
And we know that the idea that God helps God's people is a cornerstone of both Judaism and our Christian tradition. And many theologians over the years have remarked that no one really doubts if God helps. It's that so often we don't understand how God uses God's power. And so I wanted to look at two different 20th century theologians to give us an idea of what God's power is like. The first is Paul Tillich. And Paul Tillich said that the first thing you have to remember is that God's power is perfect power. It is not something you and I understand. We are the people who understand power to be the warrior, the one who overthrows. We are the ones who bring the war horse into battle. That's human power. Tillich says that to understand God's power, the fundamental thing you have to remember is that God's perfect power is always creative. It always brings new life into life. God uses God's power to bring goodness and creativity into the world. And so while you may not understand God's power completely, you can proclaim that you believe in God's help and that God's help will bring creative good into the world. The theologian Karl Barth certainly agreed with Tillich, but Barth also said that in order to understand God's power, we needed to recognize a few things. The first is that God is God and we cannot understand God completely. There is always an element of mystery to God because we are human and God is divine. But the other thing that Bart said is that if you want to understand what God's perfect power looks like, you have to understand the person of Jesus Christ. And the person of Jesus Christ used God's perfect power to empty himself and become incarnate, to come and walk alongside God's people. That God uses God's perfect power in this sacrificial love that Christ gave up his own life that others might be brought into relationship with God. And that finally, God's perfect power can bring new life out of everything, even death. And so when it comes to claiming that, yes, we believe God helps God's people, we have to also remember that God is perfect power and that oftentimes that help doesn't look like what we think it should. But the fact that it doesn't look like what we think it should does not mean that God is not using God's power for the good of God's people. There's a man named Daniel Hahn. He was a minister in the 80s, and he has written a book. And he wrote the book because he had a very young daughter who contracted cancer at a young age. And so while his daughter was suffering and while she was dying, he still had to get in the pulpit every week and share the good news of Jesus Christ. And so he published his sermons from that time. And one of them is called, 
maybe God, your God is too big. Now what Daniel Hahn did is he stood in the pulpit and he asked people, what is something you have asked for help from God for and did not get? And there were people who had stories. I wanted my loved one to be healed. They weren't healed. I wanted my child to make better choices. Instead, they made destructive choices over and over again. And to that, Daniel Hahn said, I wanted nothing more than to have a healthy child. And she died. And then Daniel Hahn says this, Sometimes we believe in God's perfect love and perfect power. And we confuse that by thinking that also God's will would be our will. And that is simply not the case. God is mystery, and we can count on God's power and on God's love, but it never looks exactly like we, in our humanity, think that it should. And so I was talking with my group on Tuesday at Tea with Tara, and I asked them, is there a time when you have asked for help and you have gotten it? And they had stories. And in every case, the story is, it wasn't exactly what I wanted, but yet I felt God's deliverance. And it reminded me of when my grandmother died. I was in my last year of seminary and I had two really small kids. And there was a two-week period from her diagnosis of rapid-onset Alzheimer's to her death. And at the time, all I wanted is for her to be healed. That's what I wanted. Why wouldn't God use God's power to heal her? I thought, you know, that's what I need because I wasn't ready. So I went the first weekend after her diagnosis and she didn't know who I was. And then I went home and went to school and I went back the next weekend. And I walked in her room and she was sitting up in the hospital bed and she looked at me and she said, Tara. And I got to sit next to her and I got to wrap my arms around her the way she had done to me so many times when I was a child. And I got to say, I love you, and you saved my life. I got to say that to her. And after she passed, I realized two things. One, I realized that God had helped me by giving me the greatest gift. And that was the chance to say to her when she could hear me that I loved her and that what she meant to me was significant. What a gift. I didn't even know I needed that. But the second thing I realized is that what I wanted more than anything was for her to be healed. And you know what? I got that too. Because in her death, she was healed completely and restored to a glory that I can only understand a small bit. It wasn't what I wanted. You know what I wanted? I wanted the Lord God to suspend all of the natural laws for me. But instead, what I got was my grandmother restored to wholeness, living with her Savior, and I got the chance to say thank you. And I needed it. 
more than I ever knew. As people of faith, do not doubt that the Lord God seeks to help you. And do not doubt that the Lord God has a perfect power that can help you in all that you experience. But also remember that we do not know the mind of God and that sometimes the greatest gift is that God is present in our suffering, that God gives us opportunities we didn't even know that we needed, and that at the last, God heals and restores and gives new life. I would have preferred it if God had suspended all the natural laws just for me. Instead, what I was given was a chance to say thank you and a resurrected love of my life, my grandmother. The Lord God helps, and we need it, and we should be grateful that the Lord God's perfect power and perfect love are offered to an imperfect humanity. Amen.